Morning prayer begins on page 4. I will arise and go to my Father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 104 is on page 467. Praise the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, thou art become exceedingly glorious. Thou art clothed with majesty and honor. Thou deckest thyself with light, as it were with a garment, and spreadest out the heavens like a curtain. Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, and maketh the clouds his chariot, and walketh upon the wings of the wind? He maketh his angels winds, and his ministers a flaming fire. He laid the foundations of the earth, that it never should move at any time. Thou coveredst it with the deep, like as with a garment. The waters stand above the hills. At thy rebuke they flee. At the voice of thy thunder they haste away. They go up as high as the hills, and down to the valleys beneath, even unto the place which thou hast appointed for them. Thou hast set them their bounds, which they shall not pass, neither turn again to cover the earth. He sendeth the springs into the rivers, which run among the hills. All beasts of the field drink thereof, and the wild asses quench their thirst. Beside them shall the fowls of the air have their habitation, and sing among the branches. He weareth he watereth the hills from above, the earth is filled with the fruit of thy works. He bringeth forth grass for the cattle, and green herb for the service of men. That he may bring food out of the earth, 
and wine that maketh glad the heart of man, and oil to make him a cheerful countenance, and bread to strengthen man's heart. The trees of the Lord also are full of sap, even the cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted. Wherein the birds make their nests, and the fir trees are a dwelling for the stork. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats, and so are the rock, stony rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for certain seasons, and the sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness that it may be night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do move. The lions roaring after their prey do seek their meat from God. The sun ariseth, and they get them away together, and lay them down in their dens. Man goeth forth to his work, and to his labor, until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. So is the great and wide sea also, wherein are things creeping innumerable, innumerable both small and great beasts. There go the ships, and there is that leviathan, whom thou hast made to take his pastime therein. These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. When thou givest it them, they gather it, and when they, thou openest thy hand, they are filled with good. When thou hiddest thy face, they are troubled. When thou takest away their breath, they die, and are turned again to their dust. When thou lettest thy breath go forth, they shall be made, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. The glorious majesty of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. The earth shall tremble at the look of him. If he do but touch the hills, they shall smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God while I have my being. And so shall my words please him. My joy shall be in the Lord. As for sinners, they shall be consumed out of the earth, and the ungodly shall come to an end. Praise thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 33rd verse of the 49th chapter of the book of Genesis. When Jacob had finished commanding his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed and breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. <clears throat> then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for him, for such as are the days required for those who are embalmed, and the Egyptians mourned him seventy days. Now when the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, Now if I have found your favor in your eyes, please speak in the hearing of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, Behold, I am dying, in my grave which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan, there you shall bury me. Now therefore, please let me go up and bury my father, and I will come back. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. 
So Joseph went up to bury his father, and up with him went all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his house, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as all of the house of Joseph, his brothers, and his father's house. Only their little ones, their flocks, and their herds they left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with them both chariots and horsemen, and it was a very great gathering. Then they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, and they mourned there with a great and solemn lamentation. He observed seven days of mourning for his father. And when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning on the threshing floor of Atad, they said, There is a deep mourning of the Egyptians. Therefore its name was called Abel Mizraim, which is beyond the Jordan. So his sons did for him just as he had commanded them. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, for Mamre, which Abraham bought with the, with the field from Ephron the Hittite as property for a burial place. And after he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers, and all who went up with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph, saying, Before your father died, he commanded, saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespasses of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please, forgive the trespass of your servants of God, of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I, am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. Therefore, do not be afraid, I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So Joseph dwelled in Egypt, he and his father's household. And Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation. The children of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were also brought up on Joseph's knees. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am dying, but God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land, to the land of which he swore to Abraham to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being 110 years old. They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 13th verse of the 14th chapter of the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. Therefore, let him who speak in tongues, let him who speaks in tongues pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say, Amen, at your giving of thanks, since he, said, since he does not understand what you said? For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in tongues. Brethren, do not be children in understanding, however in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. In the law it is written, with men and of other tongues, and other lips, I will speak to this people. <clears throat> and yet for all that, they will not hear me, says the Lord. Therefore, tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak in tongues, and there come in those who are uninformed unbelievers, will they not say that you are all out of your mind? <clears throat> but if all prophecy and all unbeliever, but if all prophecy and an unbeliever and all uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all, he is convicted by all, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed, and so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And now, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that we who for our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished, by the comfort of thy grace may mercifully be relieved through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and most and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. Um, you know, we're closing out the our chapter of Genesis here today, and we'll be going into Exodus. And so it it's helpful to, you know, look back on the what everything God has done through this whole chapter. You know, it takes us through the creation of the universe to man's first disobedience and then God's providence through individuals culminating in Abraham and his family. And through him, he makes a covenant with what will become his chosen people. And we will see that played out in our upcoming chapter of Exodus. And, you know, today's 
scene that we witness the 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 burial of Jacob here is should bring some things to mind because what we see here is almost a uh, uh, a reversal of what will happen in the Exodus. Here we have Joseph and his his family, who will who are the progenitors of the 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 Hebrews, are treated with honor and respect by, by the Egyptians so much so that you know Pharaoh's whole household goes with him in chariots and horses, and this is almost a will be a complete reversal of what happens in in the exodus when pharaoh will be chasing after the hebrews who have been you know delivered by god and released from bondage in egypt and they will be chasing after them to destroy them and so this should be something we look out for but it it's also instructive for us in that you know, here they're being treated with honor and later on they will be hated. And it goes to show us that what merely human powers and societies can give, they can take away. But what God gives, no man can take away. And the the Hebrews will remain steadfast in their culture, in their belief in God, and not be tempted by the, the the trappings of the Egyptians and they remain steadfast even through their their bondage even through their persecutions and this is instructive for us that you know as society comes down on 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 anyone does that that does not conform to society's you know rules and regulations what it thinks should be that societies are constantly changing but our faith in christ remains constant and it has to remain constant and that's what we should be focusing on not the changing the way things are because the way things are is merely human and it can only give merely merely human things our gift is a relationship with god and so that takes us to our New Testament lesson where we talk about gifts, what they're used for, why they're given. And it's important to remember that the reason that gifts are given is for the whole church. It's not for me as an individual. It's not something that I possess, that I have. These gifts that God gives are for the whole church, for the benefit of all. He uses us as an instrument to benefit the body of Christ, the whole church. And by giving these gifts to individuals, it allows the individuals to participate, but participate in the community of faith, in the church. And so everything that we are given is are things that we are supposed to give to other people. And what Paul is talking about is these these gifts that are being misidentified as something that I possess, that I have, that make me special. And the 
the key to understanding God's gifts is that they are not things that make me special. They are signs to how special God is and how loving he is to us, despite our flaws, despite our failings, how truly gracious he is to us and how his, his love for us has to manifest in relationships with other people. And that has to be a beacon to other people. That has to be a sign that when we find ourselves persecuted, it, you know, attacked, our love for one another and our love for God becomes a sign to the outside world that becomes attractive. When they see that these, these slings and arrows have no effect on our relationship with God, then people say, I want that. I want to be a part of that. But when they see that these things have an effect on us, that we get caught up in the things of this world, just like everyone else, they ask themselves a question, then why bother doing this thing? We have to be doing this thing because it is an expression of our relationship with God. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we that unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, 
that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to pray with you this morning. Have a great Thursday, and we'll look forward to seeing you this evening. Thank you, Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Father. John. Thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh.